helped defend the church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Family Life International presents Father Nicholas Grace of the Institute of the Incarnate Word. To learn more about the Institute, go to www.ive.org. We are good people, but we all know that just as it's hard to become better, it's very easy to become worse. We know that we become better by the practice of virtue. That makes us the light of the world, the salt of the earth. But we become worse by the practice of vice. Over the last year and a half since I got here, I've had occasion to talk about sin and vice. And I've been very surprised at the reception with which people have accepted this topic. It takes humble people to accept humiliations. And every time we talk about sin and vice, there's an, acu an accusation for all of us because none of us are perfect. So frankly, I'm a little humbled that it's been received so well. Difficult topics. However, as I promised a couple of weeks ago, we're going to turn that over now. Let's put vice aside for a while and concentrate on that beautiful aspect, which is virtue. Virtue. I want us to know more about it. I want us to love it. I want us to desire each and every one of us to be more virtuous. So what will we say about virtue? We'll say what it is, how we can obtain it, why we should obtain it, why it's necessary, not only for salvation in that life, but because it's very useful in this life any virtue, the virtues. But first, a little bit of background. All of us have habits, some good, some bad. Habits that we've acquired through routines, through the repetition of certain actions. Bad actions form bad habits, and bad habits form vices. A person smokes one or two cigarettes a day. Okay, it's not the end of the world. 10 years later, that grows to 10, 20, 30 a day. Then it's a vice, a vice. On the other hand, the repetition of good actions and good routines forms good habits and good habits form virtues. And if we can get this, Virtues change our lives. They put us a step ahead of everybody else. Let me explain why. What are virtues? They are a particular moral excellence. Virtuous people are excellent. It comes from the Latin word virtus, meaning strength, power. Virtue is a helpful habit that gives us promptitude, power, and ease to do something. To do a particular thing according to the particular virtue. Therefore, it will be quick and easy 
for a person with the virtue of fortitude to save someone from a burning house, to run into the sea to save somebody, to be a hero in a war. Quick and easy. There's another aspect of virtue though. It doesn't only give us ease in action, power in action, but it gives us the grace to use that power well. Let's get this by a difference. Two persons, both of them have a certain talent, but they have to make a lot of practice, a lot of action, a lot of effort to attain this great capacity to sing. Both of them can sing well, but one is a virtuous singer because she doesn't only sing with ease, she sings well, good things. Hence, we can call the Scottish singer Susan Boyle virtuous. The American singer Madonna, we cannot. Why? Because the content of what they sing is different. Susan Boyle sings about good, noble topics. Madonna does not. That's an important aspect to understand. You see, virtues are firm attitudes in the person, firm attitudes that govern our actions, that order our passions according to two things, right reason and for us, faith. We act in a constant, firm, strong manner because this tells us what's right and because that tells us what's right. A person with the virtue of justice, <laughs> they know and believe how to treat people. It's easy for them to treat a person with kindness and fairness. It's easy for them not to be selfish. They can be kind and fair towards people, even when it's difficult. And to do right by people is often difficult. That's why there's many employers that don't pay people a fair wage. Because instead of being just, they're greedy. Justice is a virtue, greed is a vice. That's the difference. Can you see how virtues might be attractive? How it would be a lot more attractive to be full of virtues than not? So do we want to obtain them? Of course we want to obtain them. But how? You notice I use the word obtain. That means I have to make a distinction. Because as we've talked about before, supernatural virtues come from God. We don't obtain them, we receive them. Especially important are faith, hope and charity. However, what I'm talking about today are natural virtues, and they're called natural because by our own power, our own natural strength as human beings, we can obtain them. Repetition of actions, good actions, four good motives. Two things, good actions, good motives. An example to illustrate this. There's two young people. Every day they walk from the estate to school together. The young man likes the young girl. So to impress her, every time they walk by the supermarket where there's a poor person sitting outside, the young man gives him a pound. Why? To impress the girl. 
The point is this. Even if he does that a thousand times, he's not going to grow in the virtue or obtain the virtue of kindness, but the vice of sneakiness. <laughs> because he's doing a good thing for a tricky motive. We want virtues then. We have to have good actions and good motives. Important. There's a lot of that trickery in the world, eh? Are virtues necessary then? Yes. Yes. Because they prepare us. They dispose us. They make us ready to perceive, to recognize, accept, and cooperate with God's grace. Of course it does. All of us know, all of us have had experience that sin and vice makes us turn away from God, from His grace. Many people don't come to Mass just because they're in a particular sin and they think, well, I can't go. Sin and vice turns us away from God. But virtue helps us embrace the grace. Prepares us for it. Virtues command the less than noble inclinations of our lower nature, of our senses, of our passions, of our emotions. Example. We're playing sport. We lose the match. We lose the match to a better team. In fact, yesterday I was at the match. And Scotland, Ireland are a better team overall. Overall. But yesterday, Scotland were certainly the better team. And, you ha and they accepted it with graciousness to defeat. That's the difference. Tennis. Andy Murray, all right? He's gracious in defeat. He's cool. He's collected. Compare him to the American tennis player from 20 years ago, John McEnroe. Temper tantrums. Going off the wall the whole time. What's the difference? Virtue. One has it, the other does not. Which is more attractive, Andy Murray or John McEnroe? Andy Murray. Virtue, friends, is beautiful, attractive, and necessary. Still though, probably none of us are rugby players and even less of us are tennis players. So we're going to need different virtues. Which virtues do we need? How many are there? Where do we start? There's as many virtues as there are human actions, okay? More or less. But God's made it easy for us. He's made us in such a way that there's four particular virtues, which I mentioned the other week, which really make us tick well on which the others are connected. If we get these, we've got it. They're called the cardinal virtues. Cardinal because, as I said the week before, they're that on which hinge our success in this life and our salvation in that. Cardinal because they are the exemplar of the perfect human way of conduct. Of course they are. The perfect man, Jesus Christ, is just, strong, temperate, and prudent. That's the perfect human being. You see, good, more often than not, is in the intelligence by the virtue of prudence. It's put into action by the virtue of justice. It is directing and controlling the passions of the soul by fortitude, which can control our loves, our desires, our hopes, our joys, our fears. 
But all of those passions are tempered, kept from excess by the virtue of temperance. That's just a very summarized, synthetic picture of the cardinal virtues. We'll look at them in detail each week now for the next month. Today, though, has just been about looking at the concept of virtue in general, in a general manner. So we saw what they are and why necessary. We showed the strength and the power that they enrich us with. Power to control our passions so our passions don't control us. We saw why they are so advantageous, if not to embrace the grace of God. Grace, so that we may seek, pursue, and choose what is good for ourselves and those around us who come into contact with us. So, dear friends, having learned about the virtues in general, let's ask Mary, our Mother of the Grace, to bless her efforts to learn in the weeks ahead about the virtues in a singular, particular, and special manner. For this intention, we pray. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today. Thank mm-hmm. you.